0: Welcome to the Wolf Admin Podcast. My guests today are Bill Walsh and Tim Floyd from the ABB Optical Group. After some of my conversations with Dr. Tom Quinn and Dr. Drew Bateman, I reached out to Bill and Tim because they have a unique perspective in helping doctors evaluate the opportunity in their practice with soft contact lenses, RGP lenses, and specialty contacts. ABB is a vision source vendor, and we had a great discussion about how we can start contact lens discussions with patients that build the medical side of our practices and how that translates into overall practice growth. Please enjoy our discussion and to make sure you get the most up-to-date episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Additionally, if you find it beneficial to your practice, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Enjoy the discussion. As as we were talking in my practice, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago now. The things that, that I think are is really challenging, and I think there's probably the reason I want to had you on, have you both on the the call was because the thing that's challenging for a lot of docs and I, is to kind of wrap our minds around um, kind of outside of our own practices, what some of our patients are kind of experiencing other places. And how we can kind of maximize um without sort of locking patients into mandating that they purchase contact lenses from us, but make ourselves so competitive that they have no uh, patients really have no choice but to purchase from us because we're we're better we're a better deal and we 're a better value than any place else they can go and so to that end, I wanted to kind of pick your brains about what you're seeing our profession do. Uh, where we're doing things really well and where we can do things better. So in general, um you know, I, I think that sometimes people will say that contact lenses are kind of not um not something that they really focus on, they may not be profitable as as some other things. But um but what are you all seeing uh as as going on in that in that realm within what doctors are doing uh in their practices to really function at a high level when it comes to profitability with contact lenses?
1: Yeah, so What we're finding is uh, at ABB, when we're at our meetings, we talk about uh, supporting private doctors uh, to help clear up the the misunderstandings that patients may have in terms of where to buy. Uh, They may have a perception when they see a 1-800-Contacts commercial or they're paying for their their groceries at Walmart and they're checking out and see a vision center advertisement uh, that, well, maybe tomorrow I'll get my eye exam with my doctor. But um, it may be a better deal to than my contact lenses somewhere else. And uh, our our competitors will advertise the final box price after any uh, discount or rebate incentive that's being given out by our competitors. So uh, we know when the patient uh, comes into your offices, we have a window of time uh, during each step of the visit to minimize that doubt, clear up that misunderstanding. And, you know, provide the necessary tools and staff uh, education so that they can handle this situation. And in many cases, when we look at it closely, the doctor's final box price and the overall value of possibly tying that contact lens purchase into a discount over in the optical, tying that into a sunglasses sale with the contact lenses, uh, the overall experience in many cases when we look at it uh, is a better deal for the patient to buy from their doctor.
0: Tim, what are you what are you seeing? Um, you know, when 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 I talk about to a lot of doctors, you know, my thing that's very important to me is the value of of the services that we provide to our patients. But um, but kind of you know this idea of there there are probably doctors that are listening that that sort of have felt defeated in this realm. And so how do you how do you talk to them about okay, there's probably what three or four steps that you do really well in your practice to communicate the value that you're doing that can make it so that you don't feel like you have to leave um, conduct lenses behind. Like You may say, well, there might be people that have just sort of checked out. So one, the first question I'd have is, how many doctors do you feel like are out there that, that you've encountered that are like that? Uh, or are they just sort of resigned to like be like, well, how many people buy for me? They buy from me and I've already lost the people online. What's the sort of sentiment Uh, Of of the doctors when it comes to that, in general,
1: yeah, in general we do see doctors that excuse me have uh, oh I guess given up or uh, feel that their their profit in contact lenses is not worth their time, and you know when we take a look at some of the reports and different things that we have available we can clear up that misunderstanding very quickly, Mm -hmm. and there is. You know a significant profit margin in contact lenses. Uh, if if the average doctor uh, sees five contact lens patients per day, for example, and we have many doctors now that are in the fifty percent, sixty, seventy percent range with daily disposable, uh, the profit on uh, an annual supply of daily disposable for five, six, or seven out of ten of their patients is two hundred and fifty dollars. So, if they see uh, five patients per day, that's 25 per week or 100 per month, uh, and 60 or 70 of those patients are in a daily disposable, uh, and and by state, we can see that, uh, that that's happening, times $250. Um, And also, that, that daily disposable patient, we're finding, due to the compliance, we're keeping your eye exams on schedule, and we're preventing that patient from going to a retail store like Target or Walmart, and spending a hundred dollars a year on solution, we're keeping that money in your offices on the contact lens transaction. And as I mentioned before, you can tie that that into a uh, a discount over in the optical as well. So, you know, we do have many doctors that we visit that that do believe and know that uh, they feel confident there is, a, you know, a significant profit to be made in contact lenses, and so we spend a lot of time helping train the staff and. Make sure they maximize that opportunity, but when we we do come across offices that do not feel the profit is there, then we we take the necessary steps to turn that around
0: so then let me ask you this if if I were gonna maybe there's a few things, but is there is there one thing that um, that kind of jumps off the page at you that a a doctor or a practice can do? to show the, the patients their the value better? I know there's probably a whole bunch of things that you have to offer, but like, what's the most common thing that you see practices doing that they're sort of missing on in this realm?
1: Yeah. So when the patient checks in uh, and maybe you have some patient questions you ask, and I'll tie this into uh, my answer to your question, but there's a few things to lead up to that. Uh, we find that If patients are asked questions like, what time of day do you notice a comfort difference? Do you have seasonal allergies? Do you work in a dusty environment? Uh, They usually say yes to some of those questions, or would you like to eliminate the solution process? And by the time they're done with pre-testing, they get in and they're in the exam with the doctor, the doctor has that information, and that opens up a conversation with a patient, a medical conversation about, uh, you know, I think I can improve your overall contact lens experience uh, and pursue all-day comfort. And when that conversation takes place, it opens up the ten day trial. There's no cost or obligation to try that. Uh, we can eliminate the solution uh the cost is really not that much different to convert you from a reusable lens to a daily disposable uh maybe ten dollars more per month when you factor in some u- unique rebates that we have uh and uh you know I see you have insurance, it's in network uh my staff have a they have a tool that they'll go through with you to Show you the difference in price between your current lenses and what i'm going to recommend you try for 10 days and you know typically uh, at that point then we train the staff uh, on a few different tools their calculator tools where they can just pick the two lenses and they do the complete comparison so the patient knows when they leave what the the approximate price difference is per year and um, in many cases you know, we train the staff to emphasize the rebates uh, are unique to your practice. They're high dollar value rebates. And we can then show the final box price. And uh, many times um, you might have a daily disposable that starts out at 70, 70 dollars and 90 pack. And the staff uh, pick this calculator tool uh, off their desktop. They pick the lens. We pre-populate your pricing in there. It pre-populates the rebate. Would you like to use your insurance today? It is a full insurance benefit with us. Uh and by the time 30 seconds has gone by, the staff is able to look at that tool and say, well, your final box price then uh would be $30. So you went right. from 70 to 30. And uh, you know, it's 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 working really well um in, in that regard, just to minimize uh and reduce doubt and clear up any misunderstandings.
0: Well, I think I think Tim and, and Bill, I think the the thing that I as I'm listening to that process. I mean, one, we're talking about conduct lenses and all of this, but if you would just ask those questions in general, you're going to under, uncover a significant por- portion of patients that have, like you said, medical issues that need to be deal- dealt with. Now, we can deal with them on one hand with, with conduct lenses, of course, and, and we should, but then that all opens up a whole other realm that isn't really that challenging in terms of, of uh, stepping into another area of more uh, medical management. And also dealing with problems that are pretty straightforward for us to to manage in many cases, and so it opens the door in two ways. One is is you're providing a, a service to the patient that they weren't they can't likely get other places, and two it uh, allows you to provide a secondary service if needed if a contact lens isn't the only thing that you need to change uh, in order for that patient to maintain their comfortable wear which they obviously want and benefits them from a lifestyle standpoint. The second thing that i hear is going on is that the um this process isn't really that challenging. It's just committing to that process for long enough where it becomes part of your normal habits. And the other thing i find with with some of these calculators that are available, we we sort of had to muddle through it on our own. And we created our own calculator in our practice. But what I always want to do when a patient comes in with that calculator is I, or when the patient is in the practice is I want to dispel the myth that we're more expensive than someplace else. And I want to do that for a couple of reasons. The main reason that I want to do it is is that I want the patient to have the best value for their dollar. And I believe that's what we can offer them. And the other reason that I want to do it is that in a lot of ways, our, the perception when you come into our office is that we are more expensive than other places. But I can tell you time and time, in general, uh, time and time again, where um, patients come back and they may have uh, said that they purchased glasses someplace else, but they were, thought they were going to be less expensive, but overall, they were more expensive. So it translates really not just from the kind of lenses... But if we're communicating effectively to patients it's translating into their perception of our our glasses and it's also translating into their perception of why we're more're we're more expensive in terms of the other services that we provide and obviously in that realm they kind of see the value of what we're doing because they're actually experiencing that care but um but then it just sort of translates across all of those to reinforce the fact that if we're if we have a cost effective on this arm then it they might think, yes, they're probably cost-effective on these other areas as well. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, yep, I have. So in that area, uh, a few things. So when the patient is in the office, uh, and in the example I just talked through, the doctor has now handed the patient off to the staff, and we've trained the staff to use this tool. So we're comparing apples to apples. What's the final box price on a contact lens product? Compared to 1-800 contacts or some of our mutual competitors, uh, we've cleared that up. But the next step, uh, you know, price versus value. Uh, we we've all. I'll just step back for a minute. We've all gone out with a, a, a monthly budget in mind as far as a car payment. We're going to go out and purchase a car, and when that experience is over, we may have found something during that visit that, yeah, you, know, you know, I can I can do another fifty or a hundred dollars a month. This I, I didn't know what I didn't know, and and now I realize that. Price was important to me, but this this is showing me that the value is even more important. So when the patient is now talking to that staff member, the other tool you could consider using is a reading card that uh, shows that you're not a website, you're not a retail store, uh, you're a comprehensive medical clinic uh, that is aware and has done your due diligence on the marketplace and you work with vendors to help you with that. And, and here on our reading card, you can see all the other things that our practice offers you that are not necessarily price, but they're value-added services. And it may be things like, again, you get your in-network insurance benefit, you get a unique rebate, you get a discount in the optical, our return policy is this, you get a second pair of glasses for this, et cetera. And, and we have a, an entire menu of things that you can look at, and, and they may be things you're not thinking about. But when that patient's there, that's our, our that is our opportunity and that's within our control to completely educate them and shift their mind from a price conversation over to a comprehensive value conversation. And even then the pricing the pricing's still gonna be either better or very similar, uh, but they have a full understanding of the entire value at that point.
0: Yeah. And, and Tim, you guys customize that for the practice, is that correct?
1: That's correct. And we email that template to offices. So with instructions, if they prefer to customize it themselves, uh, I commonly see it at the contact lens tables displayed in a in a clear, upright holder. So it's a natural thing to grab and discuss with the patient. Uh, you know, one thing that I think about is you guys have a big overhead with your staff. And and all levels of staff can grab a sign like that, whether they're a brand new employee or a veteran, and just share with the patient And if we take our staff or doctor hat off for a minute and pretend we're the patient and we don't know anything about any of this, and we're in that doctor's office, we would appreciate getting that price quote that included the in-network insurance, the unique rebate showing the final box price, and some offices offer an annual supply discount, and that tool will calculate that as well to get down to that final box price, and then we transition over to this value added. Here's our services card, and and anybody can do those two activities. And now you're maximizing your payroll and your staff. And in that patient, if they if they slip out the door, and we haven't done that, you're going to lose a hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars just on the contact lens transaction. Yep. So it's really critical that you take a look at each step in the patient visit and then maximize. Well, this
0: reminds me of um, Drew Bateman, who you you uh, referenced listening to our conversation, he sent me, he's always sending kind of these business articles and, um, and some of them are related to optometry and some of them are not. Uh, In this one, it was basically entitled, I can't remember where it was from. It was a big publication, but it was about um, Best Buy's ability to kind of come back from the brink where Amazon had them on the ropes. They were basically going to be completely gone everybody thought Best Buy was done a few years ago and how uh, and how what they did was they just changed their model. So they they did some things like price matching, which of course, because what, what people were doing was they were showrooming, right? They were coming in, they were looking at the, the high ticket items at Best Buy, but then they were saving 20 or 30 bucks when they would go online. And then that transaction of 20 and 30 bucks was easy because there was no you know they didn't bind they weren't bound to best buy in any way like in any relational way and um and so what you're talking about it seems a lot to me like that where we have an opportunity because we have a relationship with the patients to make sure that we're providing them value and also we know that those patients when they're coming through our practice more frequently they're going to be better cared for and they're going to have those resources better but but the things that that best buy did was they price matched, they made sure that they had they built relationships with people that they already had that were in their buildings. So, uh, and then they also sort of built out these spaces, which was interesting. They, um, so like, you know, if you go to a Best Buy now, you see that they have Apple products and it's just in the Apple product space. They have, um, products for, for like surface and it's just in the surface space, so they've they've sort of generated some of these revenues by almost carving out um, space where it's an exclusive space for that one product and so in any way, I think about a lot about what you're talking about kind of makes sense to that article that drew sent me is that look here we are we still we still have uh in brick and mortar stores there's still a significant portion and it's And it's not just a simple majority, it's a significant majority of patients still choose to purchase their contact lenses through our office. And so we shouldn't take that for granted. But one of the things that we need to do besides just building, you know, building our relationships is that has worked really well in our practice is making sure that even when patients walk away, that when they walk out of the practice that we're going to purchase from us anyway, we make sure that they understand the value that they got. So all the calculator tools that you're talking about, whether the patients purchase from us or decide they're going to look around and, and purchase, may, may come back and purchase from us or purchase someplace else. When they purchase from us or they don't, they get that sheet every single time, because I don't want them to go and leave thinking that that I don't know if this is really a good value, even if they bought it. Because I want them to walk away thinking, yeah, that extra you made a comment on the car, fifty to hundred dollars a month, whatever it was. That extra small amount that I may have paid is worth so much more or was still a very good value. I don't even have to worry about whether it's it's uh it was worth my time and my dollar to spend it with our practice
1: yep yes and and you know there are a couple of things there you know so when the say the staff has now gone through that reading card and showed the value, your office provides that, that a, a general website where you'd purchase contact lenses does not, and we're done done with that step. At that point, uh, before the patient leaves, uh, we have a a link you can embed onto your website at no charge where you can hand out a flyer and just let the patient know they can go to your website 24-7 and purchase their contact lenses, and, uh, it, you know, it, that way we know that when they leave, um, they could we could print out the price quote. Uh, we've shown them the value. Maybe that's a flyer you hand out, and here's a flyer uh, to go to our website, and we've covered that. Um, the other piece in terms of profitability on contact lenses, uh, that there's a couple things here. Staff training is really important. Uh, if we're going to execute something like this and break down the patient visit, uh, all of us will default to our level of training and will default to the comfort zone and the path of least resistance. It's not a good or bad thing, of course. It's just that's what happens. And if patients are, you know, you're running behind and there's two patients standing there, you're going to take the path of least resistance, the quickest way out. And every time that Mm. happens, uh, we could be missing some of these steps and that costs you guys money. Um, So staff training and using these tools, it's a well-oiled machine. It's it's just an automatic and it becomes, it's awkward and clumsy at first. But once it's in place, it's a process and it just automatically happens and it becomes normal. And none of these steps get missed, no matter how busy you are. Um the other piece is when we look at your top 25 contact lenses uh what we need to do is say okay and 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 at our company ABB we update every 3 months recommended pricing for private doctors on what we think you should charge uh based on what the market is doing and we look at every state uh different uh <clears throat> uh types of retailers and and online websites and things like that but what we should do is fill that we have a template you you fill that out and it shows incrementally how much additional profit annually you could you could make by dispensing the same number of boxes if you just tweaked your pricing a bit and you'd be surprised you might be if you're just matching say 1 800 contacts uh, you might be giving up five dollars per box times 890 <clears throat> packs is forty dollars in profit per year per patient and your final box price is beating them by five dollars because of your unique rebate And so you you might be able to put your price up a little bit higher and your final Mm -hmm. box price is still beating them, but you have to be careful with that. You don't want to scare people away, but there's that type of analysis that's time consuming. And a lot of times that step gets missed because you guys just don't have the time and the staff training gets missed. Uh, We have the tutorials and and the things that are necessary to make sure all this works and falls into place. So give me an
0: example of, of kind of what you see if if a doctor comes in and says look i want to i want to really take control of this process in my practice can you give me a, an example i know you you talk about metrics and reports and kind of some goals that that you may help the doctor set within their own practice but um what what are the types of things that you're seeing in terms of capture rates and in terms of um profitability as they've kind of really done this process and kind of worked through it what have you seen
1: yeah so uh, we, we first want to go into each office and ask several questions and plug your answers into a calculator tool. And that will tell us in each unique situation what's happening. So related to contact lenses, for example, uh, we first will ask how many contact lens patients per doctor use do you see per day? And we'll extrapolate those numbers out for the year. And then we'll determine, say out of 10 patients, how many do not purchase from you? What's your best guess? Uh, how many only purchase a six-month supply or less? Uh, how many are in a reusable lens still? And <clears throat> we take all these things and we plug them into a calculator and we can see it's a, it's a staggering amount. You might only be losing three out of ten. Three out of ten patients could be costing you thousands of dollars per month. When you think about 100 to $250 in lost profit per patient. Or we take a look at metrics that are related to Nebraska, for example. Uh, that show out of 150 offices, uh 50 of them are at 50% or higher on daily daily disposables. So that's such a good thing for optometry and you know for the reasons I mentioned earlier. It keeps your eye exam on, on schedule and, and things like that. Uh, you know, they're not spending the money on the solutions. So we break all these things down, we show your reports, and then we just recently acquired a company called Glimpse. So we can create a daily dashboard on your on your computer screen so that daily you can see how you compare nationally to your peers or you can uh, create unique things you want to track and improve on based on being maybe possibly under indexed compared to your peers. And then that gives us a why it might expose that you're losing three hundred thousand dollars a year. And even if we cut that number in half and say, hey, let's let's make some changes, we'll get one hundred and fifty thousand of that back with the same number of eye exams, dispense the same number of boxes, but in a different product or uh, adjustment on our pricing or how we present to patients, and we look at everything, uh, now um, you're in a much stronger position to bring profit into the practice. And that's that's taking charge of what we can control. So there's many dashboards and, and metrics and analytics and things that we can bring to the practice and, and carve out a unique situation um, and then and then we implement the staff training
0: tim, one of the the most valuable things that I think of uh, from a vision source standpoint is that um, is is that most of the doctors are sort of on on this idea of of continued growth, and so I love when we have opportunities to kind of explore some of these realms because it 's all about growth i mean you did you, you never once talked about trying to reduce the price, like the cost of goods i mean Again, that has to come with Vision Source. That has to be there. I've said this before. Uh, I think I was talking to um, JT last week, and, and that I mean the uh, cost of goods benefit from being in Vision Source is important. But the types of things that you're talking about is what really grows practices is by paying attention to the small stuff. Those are the practices that are doing really well. And so um so tell me about that you, this is a service that comes whether I use any contact lens I want to and it's a free service that is uh, coming through ABB or are these extra uh services
1: yeah nope, they are free services um at ABB uh when we're looking at you know we support uh vision source uh significantly you know there's many many members that are working closely with us and we like to support your doctor meetings and, and, and VSR meetings. And so when we look at, at what we feel is important, there's the cost of goods, uh, very important, but I, you guys are getting a really um, good cost on your product. Uh, I've been in the industry since 1995 and I've seen a lot and I can assure you that you're buying your product uh, in, in a good place in terms of price. Now, that that's hundreds of dollars if there's a a priceless difference. You know, we're talking maybe there's $200 savings if you buy from XYZ versus ABC. But I can tell you in Kansas City recently, uh, a year ago, we went through this exercise. And again, it's all free of charge. But if you grow, we grow. And with four locations, and they were in the process of purchasing a fifth location, uh, we uncovered $630,000 in lost profit. Uh, They were three out of ten daily disposable, Uh, three or four out of ten were buying the annual supply. You know, they just and they have really nice offices, really nice, nice offices and a great staff. Um, And they came to us and said, you know what, we don't have the time to train the staff and get these tools in place. So they're now putting the calculator tools on their server and making it mandatory that each patient gets this experience. And we're uh, coming out with our next profit advisor magazine that you guys receive, and there's gonna be an article and they're talking about the steps we took with them to make this a reality uh, so it's 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 very simple, our people are trained to do it uh we feel like uh if you lose ten patients, so do we. if we grow fifteen percent with you that's that's a better
2: scenario so yeah um, absolutely yeah 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 so um well then kind of um
0: with that practice in can you kind of share you don't have to share specific dollars, but have you kind of followed up with them um was that six hundred thousand dollar mark was that after they had worked with you or that was just potential what was what happened when when you actually worked with them
1: yeah, so we uncovered that um uh, in the first quarter in two thousand and eighteen, and it took us a while to get it off the ground in the fall we had our first uh staff meeting because they were in the process of purchasing that fifth location. And uh they said, hey, if we could even bring three hundred thousand of that six hundred and thirty back into the practice, we would be very, very happy. Oh yeah. And yeah. yeah. And then we ran into the holidays and um, you know, some different things. So we really it, uh, just kicked it off recently and we customized uh, you know, different things for them and, you know, what they needed. And with training and the different things, and so we haven't seen the actual profit change yet, but they're uh, very enthusiastic and excited uh, because they they took the first step, and we identified what the issues were and what it was costing them, and and then we were able to align uh, the proper steps to to fix it. Uh, there, but I can give you another example. Uh, we did the same thing with another practice in Missouri a year ago, and they were at 17% daily disposable, uh, four locations, mm-hmm. eight doctors, and uh, husband, wife, uh, doctor team own the practices. And at the meeting, uh, the one of the doctors uh, said, you know, it looks like, okay, we're losing 300000 a year. What we need to do is make it mandatory that each patient that comes in our office gets one of these calculator sheets. So that's something that all of us can do. Just let's clear up that misunderstanding and take that first step. Uh, F we just had a, a meeting uh two months ago and they went from seventeen percent daily disposable to forty four percent daily disposable. Mm-hmm. And, and their annual supplies are back up in are, are up in that five to six out of ten range. They were in that two to three. Uh so yeah. we that care sheet really helped and um some of the doctors are weren't comfortable with it at first, uh are very comfortable. And then the last thing I'll say about them is we just had a webinar Uh, and the, the owner doctor wanted each doctor in the exam room to use our tool on their computer when they're talking to the patient about daily disposable. The doctors are now actually picking the reusable lens and the daily disposable right in the exam room and showing the patient, since you mentioned to me we have comfort problems and we're going to try this daily disposable, let me just show you the price difference so you completely understand. And he's hmm. he's made that mandatory now. That's a unique situation. I haven't seen a lot of that right in the exam room. It's usually done with with the staff, but um, yeah. that's the seriousness of the change that's been made from 12 months ago with them.
0: Well, you know, it's it it really comes down to the fact that if we're going to give, um, if if we're not going to look at these patients in our practice as our patients, um, and and provide them with. The tools that we can show them to can, you know, to kind of reinforce why they want to continue to do business with us, um, the people that that are online and retailers that are online will absolutely treat them that that way those those businesses are set up to uh, i don't know if you uh, I li- like I really like the undershirts and socks from Mac Weldon, which is an online vendor yep and you know I like them because they fit the exact same way. And every time I I want to buy a new pair of socks, I know it's going to fit this particular way, no matter what the color is, et cetera, et cetera. But I can tell you that Mac Weldon knows exactly what I like. And I and they give me one or two emails um a week that kind of talk about some new product they might have. And I don't always act on it. But my point is is that the companies like one eight hundreds, the they look at those patients that choose to to purchase contact lenses from them as their patients. I, you know, And and so, if we're not looking at our... Pa- and so, they're going to do all of these other things. Like, for example, if a patient a year ago uh, purchased contact lenses from 1-800, you better believe that 1-800 is going to say, we now have a vision test that you can come back in, we'll give you for free so that you, can, you don't have to go back to the doctor. Uh, they will send that out right away for the patient at one year. And so, if we're not treating patients uh, and understanding that that's what those other avenues are doing, then um, they're going to do that, and then we're going to ultimately wind up losing those patients to care that is far inferior and um, and dubious in many cases. And so I think this is all really helpful for us. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. I was going to add one other thing. Oh, okay. Well, I would say, you know, again, our opportunity is, is definitely when the patient's in the office because they've seen some advertising. Uh, and so the the part of the training with the staff that I, I know is very important is we have a section in the training that talks about overcoming patient objections and, yeah. and scripting. So it, the rubber hits the road as soon as the doctor hands that patient off to the staff. And again, you have a big overhead. You're paying a lot of staff to help you and to be successful. There's a business side here. You're running a medical clinic, but you have the business side of it as well. And so what we recognize is if a patient says, well, I just want to purchase what my insurance covers or I only want two boxes today. At that point, we don't want the staff to feel uncomfortable like they have to now be a salesperson, but that they're confident because they've had training and it's natural and normal now for them to say, oh, okay, I understand. um, But the doctor did approve you for an annual supply. I think that's very important. So there's credibility right there that, hey, the doctors approve you for an annual supply. Let me just show you the entire value uh, package that we offer uh, and because there is a unique rebate. In this case, it might be $100 or $200 and there's free shipping. Well, Tim, the cool
0: and, part about that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. but I want to point out a couple of things. The, the cool part about that is you know one of the things I've learned is I, I typically will not talk about Prices of things in when I'm discussing things with patients, unless I'm asked, and and when I'm asked, I know exactly how I'm going to. I know exactly the prices, and I'll talk to them. Happy to do it, but uh, I always make sure that when the patient leaves, I say um, I'll tell because we do a three way handoff back in my room, and I'll say and I approve Mrs. So and So for an annual supply. Right, so they hear that coming out. The other thing that I think is really important with what you said, and then I'll let you continue on, is that. There is a, um, that by doing what you're talking about doing, you're not selling to the patient. You're just making sure that they don't, they understand what they're going to be giving up if they're only going to purchase two boxes or three month supply or six month supply. Right. It it actually is in the best interest of the patient in, in order to inform them what they'd be missing out on by, by their rebates and other cost savings if they decide that they only want to have a, what, like what you said, their insurance is covering. So I think that's a key point that we can't miss. And when we're training people, when we're training our staff, that we can't miss communicating that aspect of it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if the staff, um, are feeling awkward and clumsy with some of that training in the beginning, it does eventually become natural. If we keep it a part of the staff meetings, you know, what, what have, what have the objections been lately? Um, what have your, how are your scripts working? You know, we don't want to ask the patient, um, how many boxes do you want? Uh, don't don't right. ask that question. Um, or if the patient throws out the objection of, well, I, you know, I saw some TV advertising or 1-800-CONTACTS was uh, advertising this, this price. We don't want our staff person to be standing there not knowing what to do next. Uh, Oh, we match prices. You know, we maybe that's the right strategy, but maybe it's not. If we do that, we may give up forty dollars or fifty dollars in profit or one hundred and fifty. So, you know, without going into greater detail, uh, we do have a whole list of patient objections and staff scripts that we recommend you consider. And it really does make a difference.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I think the idea with with what I'm talking about is not necessarily price matching, so to speak, because you go down the road of that that's that's a no win situation because a lot of times, as you know, some of the vendors online are not, even though they'll they, they may not have real contact lenses that they're selling to, to patients that are real branded lenses. They may be something different even though they'll call them something else. So I'm not I, I would definitely not advocate going down that road, but I think you can essentially get what you want to out of price matching from using some of the tools that you're talking about is that you show them what the value is, you show them that, that bottom dollar cost. And then now they can, they can know that you're, that you're a good value, um, beyond even in, even if you were just comparing Apple, comparing prices to prices.
1: Yeah. Well, so I think and, that
0: is important.
1: Yeah. 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 And I would say too, on the solution, um, I think it's important, you know, back in the in the day uh, when AOSEP was out there, I worked for Ciba Vision before ABB. And, you know, we we had posters where you could hang them in your exam room and show patients that you don't spend a certain dollar amount on solution per year. And you're a full time contact lens patient or you wear them the majority of the time. Uh, the visual aid really helped drive compliance on solution. Uh, and, and you could say, listen, this may or may not happen to you, but you don't want it to happen to you. So the line in the sand, we think for solution. You know, when we talk to the manufacturers, you know they like to say around one hundred and twenty dollars a year for a full-time contact lens patient. Uh, I, I don't think I would go any lower than eighty. If you look at the multi-purpose and some of the different pricing mm-hmm. out there, uh, and so that that's another thing with the staff. We 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 want to make sure they're fully educated on on sharing. Hey, if the doctor has approved you for this one-day lens trial, uh, we and our calculator tool is showing you a cost savings on solution. Sometimes the patients may want to push back and say, "Well, I don't spend that much money on solution." Uh, Well, that needs to be part of the visit. That's a part of the regiment here that we (laughs) we uh, right, you know. So, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, so, um, so, Bill, you were going to jump in and say something, but maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Tim already covered it.
2: No, I'm you know listening to Tim's looking at the, the patient and your staff. I guess my biggest thing I see with the accounts or places I call on is. It has to start with in getting the the, the group engaged, uh-huh. getting your team to you want to have that discussion. Because I always mention offices. How much time do you spend talking to a patient about their frames and the optical side? Usually, spend a thirty minutes putting all these frames out and how how they look on their faces and so forth. And then they go on the other side and they spend two to three minutes talking about this contact lens purchase and not really getting into a little more discussion. What's keeping you from buying contacts from us today? I see that you've been coming in here for years, trying to really dig a little deeper to what's causing maybe them to walk out because as you both have mentioned, the first line of defense is your office. They will never get to 1-800 and let all the other retailers online if you're able to at least find out what they're thinking or what's keeping them from considering purchasing from you. And most people want to tell you you're too high for whatever reason, he's giving them the opportunity to explain it. And then the staff just having a conversation with the person. And it's harder, I think, on the contact lens side to to get that to happen because of the flow or, you know, the busyness of the of the uh, practice. But I think that's what a lot of practices miss out is getting the staff engaged and tracking it and then spending a little more time than a couple of minutes of, you know, going through, like Tim mentioned, what is your insurance cover? How much is your per box price? trying to uh, get a little more into the details. People appreciate that because it's a patient experience. I feel better about my buying something here, or purchasing something there, making me feel like I'm part of the family. As much as the patient experience is a big deal nowadays, they can separate you from 1-800 because you're having that face-to-face interaction.
0: Well, and it just reinforces exactly what we're there to do is provide provide care for the patient and um, and when you're re- reinforcing those avenues, uh, that's that's what the patients are paying us for—is to give give them their opinion and look out for them. And and so this all really translates. To kind of, I think our whole entire discussion just sort of translates into good care for the patient. Um, and also, when you are taking good care of the patient and informing them of all of the value of all those of the things that we're talking about, it actually translates back into the practice. And that obviously grows our practices. So, so with that, I think, is there any other kind of resources that our listeners ought to know?
1: Yeah, I, I have, um, Bill, I'll, I'll just say a couple of things and I'm sure you have a couple of thoughts too. Uh, I, one thing I did want to mention, uh, before I, I just answer that real quickly, uh, you know, I'm thinking about optometry and some of the technology products that we have that are wonderful technology. Um, some of the, the breathability and, and, uh, you know, the daily disposables and the comfort. And and when you think about LASIK patients, a lot of the patients, they didn't have a 10-day trial. They had no rebate. They didn't have insurance. And it may have been $4,000. And, you know, they, in their minds, the value was there for whatever reason. Maybe they wanted to see their alarm clock in the morning. Whatever the reason they had, they chose to go and have that service done. And we have... I think the opportunity uh, to not prejudge, but every patient that walks in the door probably would say yes to some question uh, that would open up the door for us to offer a free trial to, to give them a better experience. And now you're separating yourself from a website or, you know, if it's just about price per box. That's that's one piece that we've covered. But you're now here to see me. I'm a doctor. I went to school for a lot of years. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some questions we have some wonderful products you will have the opportunity based on your answers to try these now the staff will share the price really isn't that much different but we can't prejudge because they don't know what they don't know as a patient and if we that's our job to uncover it when they come in the office and as soon as uh, the patient leaves and they're like gosh I'm so glad I went there I'm glad they asked me those questions and now I get to try this and it's new and I know it's more expensive but I can tell you I, I know I'm sure we've all experienced it you know being in this in this business but your your daily trials go really well. You know, a lot of the patients after six, seven days, they don't want to go back to the old technology. So I just wanted to throw that out there about prejudging. And I think there's a tremendous opportunity um, still with, with that technology. So, um, yep. And then um, as far as other resources, uh, we uh, really like to... to oh, hold
0: on, Tim. I, yeah. I, I want to amplify that really quickly because I think that's a, a great point is that uh, I think LASIK is a great procedure But um, a couple of things about it is that uh, all the LASIK doctors in our area that are advertising LASIK, it's always about getting rid of their glasses and contacts and any discomfort they may have. So they recognize it, and um, and and so uh, if we're not doing things proactively to even you know even bring up LASIK as an option, but if we're not doing things proactively to put our patients in um, great comfort lenses that are also compatible with their Ocular surface, and then also managing that ocular surface well, because those patients that have LASIK, unfortunately, they're my worst dry eye patients over time. And it's not because LASIK per se made their dry eyes worse, it's that they didn't fix what was causing their contact lenses to be uncomfortable in the first place. So they let it get worse for the next five to 10 years before they wind up coming back to me uh, ready to try to do something.
1: Yeah. Uh, So with uh, four vision source offices uh, in Missouri uh, recently, we held a scleral lens webinar, and we have wonderful consultants. And all the doctors were able to stay in their respective offices before they started the day. They wanted the Intro 101 course, and they had so we had all the staff and doctors around the computer screen in their respective locations. And Arch, one of our wonderful consultants, went through uh, scleral lens training for them. And so we have many uh, scenarios like that that you know with gas perms or different types of specialty lenses. If you want more training, uh, that's no charge, and you know we can set those up, and it's it's really convenient. So,
0: you know, I think that's a big area that um, that doctors again they want to learn more. They want to have you know good resources where they can go and get that information, but sometimes it's just taking the time to do it. And you know, I always think about scleral lenses, um, and I also think about orthokeratology that. It takes about five fits to really feel comfortable with, with doing that. And um and then obviously beyond kind of having the resources to start. So having a place that, that we can go for those resources and then kind of working us through those processes will be, I mean, absolutely a huge benefit.
1: Yeah, we're aligned heavily with Paragon and um, Emerald. And so, you know, we have the training in those areas as well. And that's a very profitable procedure for you, as you know, so... Uh you know, yeah, patients love it.
0: Yep. Patients love it. it. It's uh it's super cool technology, especially when you're talking about myopia control. I know that um Tom Quinn and I had a long discussion about myopia control, but uh yeah, it, it, it's um it's needed and it's something again that we can provide that nobody else can provide.
2: Yep. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. One thing I want well, I guess I'll mention it, Tim, going back in this you know, differentiating ABB um I try to ask offices, you know, what is their expectation from a distributor other than just shipping you a box of contacts or products and so forth. But trying to be more of a consultant for the office because uh, practices have all the manufacturers coming in there and they want to get their market share growing and they promote their lenses and so forth. And I try to look at it as, as from a bigger point of view of what's best for the practice, regardless of me not telling you what you need to fit, but I can help you look at what you're fitting and maybe what's more profitable or ways to go about it for your uh, growth as a practice and kind of be a consultant for the team versus just someone who comes in once in a while, picks up some returns and, you know, as a distributor of a one-stop shop. So I look at it trying to offer something other than just being a a basic distributor to a practice to, to allow them to have another resource for information and training that they may not be able to have time to, to uh, look into, but, and we, as Tim knows and everyone, we work well with the manufacturers. So it's kind of a team effort, but sometimes it's easier to hear one voice about your practice than hearing four or five from, from, from different groups.
0: Well, I think that's exactly why I wanted to have you on. And I think it, you know, Bill, everybody that, that is, is listening to this discussion will know that, uh, that it is a partnership. I mean, I, I've, I've got all of that from our conversation already. So, um, so, I wanted to highlight some of the tools that you have available to see it's not just about where I'm buying contact lenses, and it's not just about who I'm buying contact lenses from, but there's this opportunity for a real partnership with our vision source doctors and with companies like ABB that we're looking for to help drive our practices to become better and serve our patients better. So with that, thank you so much for being on the, the discussion. I think there's a lot that we can learn from from all of your expertise. And I'd love to
2: do this again soon sometime. Yes. Uh, Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Uh, Very enjoyable.